0: Welcome to the Northern Grow Podcast, a place for growers, gardeners, and homesteaders alike to gather and listen in for tips, tricks, and helpful tools for growing in our northern zones. My name is Erin, and I will be hosting the podcast today. So thank you for listening in, and thank you for being here. Um, So on our little homestead here, we are here in northern Alberta, And we are zone 3A, if you want to get technical about it. So I am here on our podcast trying to just share personal ways and personal stories that we grow here. Um, So of course our perennial selection is quite niche and small, but we do have some really good awesome perennials out there. And I have talked about them in another podcast But our growing season is from... It's quite short. It is. We get frost-free dates from the end of May until the beginning of September. So our frost-free growing season is literally like three months long. And I know um, there might even be listeners who are in like Zone 2B, Zone 2A or even further north. And it is a lot more difficult and shorter than we have it here. But... Um, We are sharing here on the podcast our experience with growing um, various garden staples and garden essentials here in our shorter, colder growing season. Uh, That being said, although our frost-free days are, it's about three months long, um, we do have a pretty, in a normal year on average, last year was actually quite a cold, wet summer for us. But in a normal year, we actually do have a very short, but very productive summer. Um, we get quite hot and, well, we get quite dry summers. We get a lot of those prairie thunderstorms that roll in. So we will get rainfall and kind of short, intense bursts. Um, but generally, it is I, like 20, 25 degrees most days. So we do get really nice warm weather all summer long, so... Today, uh, so here in my gardening staple series, we are going to be discussing uh, how we grow our garden essentials. And of course, um, as our season is so short, we do always just have two things that we pretty much do with everything we grow. Uh, We have to, A, we always have to choose varieties of plants that have shorter growing seasons, or They're they're quick to harvest, so things that are like 100 days, you could maybe push for a bit longer and hope that on that September side of things, um, either that our spring comes early or on the September side of things, that we don't get frost and snow until later. But uh, typically in early September, we usually have nice falls, actually. They're not too bad, but we do get frost uh, coming in from the beginning of uh, September, And sometimes we've even been below zero degrees Celsius and had snow those first few weeks. So um, basically, we kind of always say that we can get snow anywhere uh, up to May long weekend, which is the end of May. Uh, We can typically get snow anywhere from, I mean, it's even snowed in June here. Um, But the weather is kind of, yeah, typically though, those are our frosty days. And sometimes we can get these kind of, Weird little days where it'll snow even in summer, but typically it's a pretty warm but short season. Um, even here, spring is definitely feeling in the air. And thinking about those seasonal swings, I had a headache yesterday. I am affected by the um, big temperature swings and changes. But on Thursday, I'm recording this here on Saturday. On Thursday, it was negative minus 24 degrees Celsius. And then on Friday, it was 13 degrees Celsius. So it's a huge, we get some huge temperature variations within the span of like 24 hours here. So crazy, hey? So, um, but it does make for, um, but generally we have pretty stable, uh, reliable seasons Um, so usually that second thing we always have to do is we always have to then start indoors, which I have also discussed on a previous episode, but it does allow us to get an early and late crop because we can start a crop indoors and transplant out later, and then usually... Um, Once those frost free dates have passed, we can also then either sow a direct crop outside or we can start another one indoors and get another crop out later um, with later growing varieties of things like our pumpkins and squashes because they are okay with the cooler end of summer temperatures. Um, And plus, I'm thinking most typical gardeners, um, we've only, well, several years now, we've been. Uh, producing and growing from seed but most typical gardeners here will buy and start their gardens uh, at the end of May around May long so you may um, if you're listening you may either be choosing to start from seed or maybe you are choosing to buy the starter plants um, towards the end of the spring start of summer season and you go to your garden center or local greenhouse and you might be buying some start a plants so and putting those in the ground. Either way, our Growing Garden Staple series is just here to hopefully give a brief overview and some tips to help you. Um. So today's garden staple is corn. Now corn is, well, it's a household essential. I chose it because I think everybody who I know gardens, they always want to either want to grow corn or they already do grow corn. Um, it is a staple, honestly, I think in a typical, um, I'm speaking from a Western Canadian perspective here, but it's quite a staple in our diet. Um, and it's pretty its pretty good at storage. There's different ways you can store it and use it as well. So it's got that bit of variety. Um, but corn is very easy to freeze. That's one thing I like about it. We do some canning and preserving, but typically... Uh, I honestly prefer to freeze if I can. So a lot of vegetables we will freeze. So cob, uh, corn cobs are easy to freeze, and even um, generally though, once you pick them at harvest, they are so delicious and great to eat in the summer. But you do have to eat them fairly fresh. Uh, they don't. I don't think they hold their sweet taste as well if you have them sitting. Um, picked and say in your cold storage or out on the counter for a while so we're either aiming to eat fairly fresh or we are freezing pretty quickly once we pick them. Um, and we're also Samhain. uh We love having, we're Samhain people here uh, which is Halloween. Samhain is the one of our big holidays and our favorite times of the year uh, in our household. And so we use the corn as decoration a lot too. We decorate with corn that we pick, and other uses we have used it too. Um, we pop it into popcorn for movie nights. We're big movie night fans, so we do pop it into popcorn. And you can also ground it and grind it into corn flour. Um, we don't do that, but I think it's a really cool idea, and I would love to look into grinding um, my own flower I think it's a really cool idea and I'd love to try it but right now I feel like every year I have 10, 20, 30 the projects that I want to try and I want to do just keep building up so I'm trying to just set myself just a couple of new projects every year and build on from that because otherwise I think we can get way too overwhelmed and really gardening I think the beauty of starting gardening or whether you're a seasoned gardener is just trying to make things simple for yourself and try to keep things fairly low maintenance. Um, I think if it was, if I overthought, if I was overthinking my gardening, I don't know if I would enjoy it as much as I really do. So I think part of the pleasure of that is just being out in the simplicity and the intentional way of gardening and how simple and intentional it is. So Definitely trying not to overwhelm myself with too many projects or things I want to try every year. We do grow two varieties in our garden and for, our, for our seed store too. Um, one is, which is our major one and probably, probably my favorite, um, one is our peaches and cream variety. Uh, we do stock enough of that to sell on our store and we also stock away some for personal use. And then we do have a small in our personal garden. We do have a small glass gem corn patch. Um, we don't eat the glass gem corn necessarily. It's just it's a very fun decorative corn for that uh, end of your Halloween saren celebrations. And the, it's fun for like a kid. It's fun. It's it's cool colors. Um, It can be popped into popcorn, so we usually will either use the glass gem for decoration or popcorn. It also looks very cool in pictures. Um, I don't actually, haven't taken any pictures of our glass gem, so this year I will have to get on that. But our main staple here is the peaches and cream variety, and it's pretty productive for us. It's generally pretty productive. And we just really enjoy the flavor. It has a wonderful sweet flavor. It's like a lighter, it's a lighter corn to it. I never find ours has the really, really strong golden color. Um, and we do freeze that for storage. And it is also awesome. Just grilled up on the barbecue in summer. Just nice and freshly picked. And they both have pretty quick uh maturity uh, rates here. They're pretty quick to harvest, like 100 to 120 days. Um, So that's really what we're looking for here with our seasons that we get. So to start growing it. So depending on whatever source you read or listen to, uh, some sources will actually tell you not to start corn indoors because the roots don't transplant too well. And then they're kind of saying is if you're in a cold climate, you just have to buy a variety that is quick to harvest because you need to start it outdoors. However, some sources, and we do this ourselves, we do start corn inside. Now, this reasoning is because corn likes really warm soils to germinate. It does not, uh, it does not like the cold, damp soil, and if we waited until, uh, say, like two weeks after our last frost, so I'm thinking if we wait until two weeks after our last frost date has passed um, and we waited for that soil to dry out and warm up we would probably be risking putting leaving the frost out late uh the corn out later in the year for that uh fall frost so uh we don't want to wait here for us we prefer not to wait to sow directly into the garden Um, so we start, we do start our corn indoors and typically that's how we start all our seeds. And we, I have done an episode two on starting indoors, but we use the super sprouter system, uh, with heat mats and trays and we will come put nice compost in there and we have grow lights and we start them indoors and grow them until they're about, let's say about five inches or so um so once they're about five inches or so that's when we want to start looking to transplant them out into our garden so once frost has passed our risk of frost has passed um we start oh so we do start our corn fairly late compared to some of our other seeds i know i've talked about starting our seeds uh, march um but for corn we don't really start until april end of april and we're looking at getting it transplanted into the ground on a really nice warm weekend, typically towards the end of May. So that's our corn timeline. It's a little bit later than when we'd start other seeds, but it's uh, it's pretty quick growing, so that's okay. And any dates that we do talk about, just please remember they are guides. They aren't set in stone. Um, whether we actually don't really set... Uh, like put on our calendar, okay, this weekend we're going to do this plant, this weekend we're going to do this plant. The weather here, like I said, spring is pretty volatile for us and there can be upswings and downturns. And so we, weather does not follow set calendar dates, so we kind of just use the natural world around us and the, just keep observing longer-term forecasts and our local weather. And then we kind of, we would typically use months as guides, but we kind of go from there and just see how we get on. Um, So once our corn it's germinated inside it's growing to about five inches and then we need to harden our seedlings first. So the tray they're in um, about a week before we decide to plant out we will harden them off so we're just getting them used to the outdoor weather. Uh, We put outside for a few hours a day. So we just put it outside for a few hours a day and we Build up, so we'll maybe start for an hour or two, and then the next day the seeds go out for a bit longer and a bit longer. And then typically on the weekends, um, we will start planting out. Um, The soil for corn does have to be warm though, it's quite picky in that it does like that warm soil. Uh, We plant in our southern garden in a sunny spot, and because, well, we like that area because it's quick to dry and the soil warms quickly. But the soil needs to be about 15, 16 degrees um, before you want to transplant your corn in. Now, there is a trick for us in northern zones. We can warm the soil with, like, a cover it with some black plastic. And then we can um, poke holes in that and then plant the corn in holes. Uh, we don't use plastic. Maybe we'll look at using some in the future. But we don't really want to be buying more plastic or... Uh, using it really around the farm. Um, If we can find some secondhand, like it's not as bad if you're finding it, I guess, secondhand, and we are going to reuse it every year. Uh, But so far, we've got away with not having to lay down plastic on top of the soil. Um, That's just our personal preference, of course. You need to find what works for you, and I know some people might even be colder than I am, and this might be the best method that you can to get your corn. Um, we always compost our beds and prep them in the spring before we plant out all of our seedlings. And corn in particular does like well-composted soil. You also, you don't want, uh, you don't want soil that is wet, like super wet, but you want soil too that will just nicely hold that moisture. Corn um, does like a lot of soil. So uh, it's a lot of soil, a lot of compost, a lot of water. It likes a nice moist soil. And it has quite a shallow root system, so that's why it does need to be uh, either you need to water it regularly or maybe you have rain or irrigation set up, but it does like to have regular watering. So to enhance pollination, to get your corn cobs, we do, uh, we call it block planting. It's called, so we don't, we plant more in uh, little clusters uh, or groups of corn and we don't necessarily sit and plant out our corn in rows. And of course, um, a lot of people also like three sisters planting methods. We sometimes, we do dabble in little three sisters patches, but you can also look up three sisters planting if that interests you, where you would plant, um, like you succession plant uh, beans and squash in with your corn as well. But generally we do plant corn in groups. We don't really plant in a uh, in set rows. And like I said, corn is a thirsty plant, it likes a lot of moisture, so it does need a lot of good watering. Now once you're planted it out in a nice bed, um, really the only, and you're ensuring it's getting water, really the only thing you need to do is, you may need to thin at one point, Um, so maybe a couple weeks, a few weeks after transplanting out, Uh, The corn is looking... you want it to be around eight inches or so apart, so you will have to try to... um, you may need to thin out as it grows, depending. Um, Also, I just realized I do kind of uh, flip-flop between imperial and metric. I am Canadian, but I did grow up in Britain, and for some reason in Britain we use both imperial and metric interchangeably, so I understand both, and I tend to flip-flop between both. So sorry that I'm sometimes like degrees Celsius, centimeters, back to inches. Um, I should try to really stick to one uh, for podcasting purposes. But particularly, this is Canadian-focused, but that's okay for now. But uh, typically, you want them to have a little bit of space, about eight inches or so apart. Generally, after that, corn is a favorite of ours because uh, it's pretty low-maintenance. we don't get, it can be prone to diseases, but we don't tip, we've never had issues with our corn. Uh, whether it's just our area that we are in. Um, we, we don't have a huge, uh, actually the cold climate is kind of nice because it does, it's not that warm, moist, humid climate. So it, it does prevent a lot of uh, pests in some ways. So that is a bonus. Uh, the one thing we have, deer, is deer really like corn. Um, So you may need to put a deer-proof fence or put it in a well-fenced yard if you are more um, out on an acreage, say, and you don't have any fences or even in towns and you don't have a big fence. Uh, Deer do like the corn. They will get at it. And we also don't have raccoons this far north, but I've heard raccoons are also a pest for corn. Now as a little tidbit, uh, we do enjoy baby corn in our house and all that is is corn that is harvested early. So we take a pull, you can take a peek in those leaves and if there's baby corn there, you can we pull it off periodically and we just enjoy it fresh in dishes like stir fries or um, some like taco soup dishes, things like that. So it is really awesome and delicious when to even eat baby corn. And we sometimes have to remind ourselves, we have to let some of this corn, you know, grow to maturity and harvest this. So, but it is a good staple and it is delicious. And once you have it in the ground, like I said, it is very low maintenance. It will happily grow there and you'll know it's ready to harvest. Uh, Generally when the tassels, so the cobs will be growing on the stem of the plant and when those tassels turn it gets these little tassels I can't think of a better word to describe them of what they would look like but the tassels turn brown and the cobs start to feel quite full so you could feel feels like a corn cob in there um and that's when you know they are ready to harvest and you can eat them fresh or freeze uh and like I said you'll eat you you need to use them fairly quickly once you take them off the plant they can't Uh, Some of our crops, like carrots, could sit for a while after being harvested before we decide how we're going to preserve or process or use them. But corn, we usually pick and we'll either eat fresh within a couple days or we freeze within a couple days as well because uh, then it kind of starts to lose that sweet taste and can just turn a bit starchy. So you want to use it as fresh as possible. So maybe if you're doing a big corn harvest and you've got a bumper harvest, uh, make sure you have time to plant to freeze, uh, uh, sorry, to freeze the plant uh, right away as soon as you can. Um, but that was a quick how to on corn, a quick overview there of growing corn. It is a favorite in our household for sure. I hope you enjoy it as well. Um, if you do have questions, please get in touch at the northern Grow Up Podcast at gmail.com. You can also check out our Instagram at green.witch.seed.co. That's my personal just kind of account of the things we do here on the Green Witch Homestead and a look at some of our seeds. And you can also check out our website at greenwitchseed.ca. Thank you. Happy growing. Um, The Spring Equinox is coming up soon. So if you also celebrate Astara um, Astara blessings as well. And I wish you uh, all a wonderful weekend. And thank you for tuning in.